Coming up on Breaking the Panel, we'll talk a little bit about Infinity Wars. We'll talk about Black Panther and who's on board for that one, as well as a new comedy from Marvel. All this because, just like Thanos, we won't stop until we collect them all. This is Breaking the Panel. The comic book now owns pop culture, and that's a worldwide phenomenon. Film, television, literature, even music. These days, it's all about the comics. I am Arrow. I'm Batman. Supergirl? What does S.H.I.E.L.D. stand for, Agent Ward? I am Iron Man. And I am Spider-Man. Oh, smash. We're living the comics life. We're breaking the panel. Welcome to Breaking the Panel, uh, the, uh, the the triumvirate. It's always a triumvirate, right? Just the one leg seems to always change. <laughs> I'm that wobbly third leg, Brian Ibbett, and uh, <laughs> I'm uh, joined as always by uh, Mr. Charles McFall. Hello, right. Charles. And Mr. Paul Klotz. hey Welcome. I say I shouldn't say welcome because I'm you know I'm the I'm one of the infrequent. You're the James Bond. We're gonna change out Bonds every week. There we but go. You're you're the Sean Connery. We love you the most. Oh, good. As long as I'm not the uh, uh, who's that guy? Dalton. <laughs> Roger Dalton. I like I like no not Roger. No, you're thinking of the Who. Roger Daltrey. No, you're thinking uh, Timothy Dalton. No, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Yes. Roger Moore. Trying Timothy Dalton. Roger right. Dalton. There you who's go. Who's the uh, Who's the guy who did uh, Under Majesty's Secret Service? Uh, oh yeah, I don't. One, um, I'm usually really good with James Bond trivia, and I am um, completely uh, George Lazenby. That's right. He's the the, the one and done Bond. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's why I don't know who it is. Right, yeah. exactly. Anyway, let's get to. Uh, we got a lot of great topics today, and I can't wait to get to this first one because I'm making a list, and I'm. I'm going to check it twice with you guys. Uh, the Russos announced the number of characters on Avengers Infinity Wars roster. And uh, it's huge. According to Captain America, the Winter Soldier, co-directors Anthony and I'm sorry, Anthony and Joe Russo. They currently have 67 what? characters on tap for the two part Avengers Infinity War film. That is absolutely about right. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> but it's the Infinity oh, yeah. War. Did you? I, Infinity. I know you read the Infinity War. When it of course, came I read the Infinity read War. So but, yes. But if they can only trot out what looks like a dozen characters for Civil War, where are they going to get sixty-seven characters for Infinity War? My guess is that it's going to be these flybys, much kind of like it was in the Infinity War, the Infinity Gauntlet, the the whole two arcs that went together. There mm -hmm. of you'd see, oh, camera. Um, wasn't I think maybe the New Mutants? I mean, you see these little teams, and they get two or three pages. They wouldn't get their own book right, story, right. but they get a couple pages, which is a flyby in a comic. Do you think they're going to do that? Like introduce? I think it's going to be. I think they might um, do flybys in the background and, and see people doing things that we would recognize that are official characters, but they don't really have lines. Maybe I don't know. Sure. Well, all right. So look at let's look at kind of like who they've <clears throat> who they've introduced uh, among all of the different. Uh, um, Different things. I'm still typing this list. So you get your basic, uh, your basic Avengers: Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Hulk, and Thor. Right. Your kind yep. of your initial, your Phase One Six. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then you've got your Phase Two: um, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Winter Soldier, War Machine, Black Panther, Ant Man. Ant -Man. I mean, these are and some of these are Phase Three as well. Maybe even Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, how yeah. could they not? I, mean, I know. Infinity War has I'm to be throwing it out there. Um, probably your, um, your Warriors 3 and Sif. Yeah, because they've yep. made appearances. Yeah, that could be tapped. Um, because Infinity War would probably include Asgard as part of that. And then there's, I'm still um, only up to like... Heimdall. 25 Heimdall, okay. That's, these are, we're just going through who we've seen, right? You, Daredevil? Right. No. They, oh, they sure. Think, they, they might, maybe, no? No, they, he doesn't really fit. Um, no, like no, 67. Hero. 67 characters I think they're going to pull from TV. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I just mean, like, what does Daredevil do in space-type stuff? Well, You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's, really his... He's not world-saving level. He's definitely yeah. street-level. You got a point. I don't... It's been so long since I read Gauntlet and War that I don't... I don't remember if, if the street-level characters made appearances in that. Mm -hmm. Did yeah, you have... Did you have Wasp? Did you have uh, Wasp with a... Oh, there we go. Yeah, Ant-Man, Wasp, Doctor Strange. We'll have oh, Doctor yeah, of Strange. Of course, Doctor Strange. Strange. Um, um, 
So what are we up to? I mean, that's still, all right. So pre-Guardians, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, Marvel, Captain Marvel. Yeah, you're going to have Oh, good, yep. Yep. Nine. And we, right, we don't so know 15, yet who's going to get introduced 20. in Captain Marvel because it if they do it, if they focus on the cosmic level stuff, we'll see other cosmic level characters. You know what I mean? Right, and, yeah. And she'll have to have some allies as well. As, you know, it can't just be her. I don't really think – like I can't – the way I would imagine structuring that film, I don't see it being just a her against whatever kind of thing. I think it, it would have to be on the more epic scale. Uh, I think time. so too. Yeah. And it's, and we're going to see, you know, it, it doesn't all have to be superhero characters. We're going to see agent 13 in there where we might even see like, um, mockingbird and some of the other agents of shield helping out. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, you Betty Ross, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, yeah. You know, again, maybe not, their hope forms, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you're also not necessarily thinking of the opposite side, Thanos' yes. side, because sure. right. you're, you're going to have to have, you know, his allies. Nova's yeah. still alive, right? Oh, Nova should show up. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know Ronan. Yeah. What do you mean still think... alive? We don't really see Nova per se. We see the Nova core. Not, no, not right. Nova. I'm sorry. Um, Nebula. Uh, Nebula, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll see Nebula. Yeah, we haven't seen Nova yet. That would be cool. To Nova, we have. Right. So we could, they could just pull out the roster with 35 Novas. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The Nova Corps, and that that would be true. Um, uh, but Nebula is still around. But that, that brings me to the thing, Ronan. After reading all the comics and, and the different things that he's done, and how much he was such a great part of War of Kings and. And and all this other stuff, and how he's not quite the the religious fanatic that they made him out to be in the movie, and then they kill him. I mean, it's hard to say what they did to him at the end of that movie. Sure. I wonder sure. if they will somehow bring him back because I think he will. needs to be brought back. I think so, and I would even go so far as to say I don't think we've seen the last of of the MCU Quicksilver. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be um, great to bring him back. I, I think that, when you've got you know when you've got Scarlet Witch and her. Probably, I think we. I think the limitations, statute of limitations, is passed on on uh, Avengers two. I think we can talk about the fact that Quicksilver <laughs> dies, and I think we can officially say that. I think, I think that they're going to figure out a way to bring him back. That well, would, uh, I mean, there is that classic joke that uh, Captain America's shield is made of vibranium, and Hawkeye's is made of Quicksilver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I haven't heard that, but that's hilarious. Yeah, I saw that shortly at the fields, man. You hit me in the fields. Yeah, and so uh, nice. we're definitely on Thanos' side. We're definitely going to probably see the Black Order as well. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, so, that'd be cool. you know, you've got Corvus Glaive, Black Dwarf, mm. Ebony Maw, Supergiant, Proxima Midnight, um, and possibly, you know, they might do some other things too. I mean, so that's – I can see getting to 67 pretty easy. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of them are probably just going to be flash in the pan like, oh, hey, 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 I'm here too. And the right. You know, oh, Spider Man, Spider Man, oh, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, right. If, exactly. If we're going to get him in Civil War, I'm sure we're going to get uh, uh, get him in Infinity War. Uh, Nick, did okay. we did we mention Nick Cage? We, no, oh, we didn't. Well. And Nick Cage probably. You know, if there's anybody from the TV Nick show, Curry, but Nick Cage, because uh, Nicholas Cage could bring the. Um, so you're thinking Luke Cage? I mean, I'm sorry. Nick, I'm sorry. Scary, I'm thinking Luke Ghost Cage. Ride. I'm trying to say Ghost you're Rider. You thinking Ghost Rider? Uh, if they they got his rights back, right? Yeah, Pink Fall. I don't think we're gonna have to steal the Constitution. <laughs> I'm gonna steal the Infinity Gauntlet. Was it like? But come on, you can't beat the lie. What's it like when you pee? It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's really Luke Cage. Cool. But sort of there's Luke, Luke Cage. But no, I mean, I think Ghost Rider. If they got the rights back, they could bring him in. Nick Fury. They do have the rights back for Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, yeah Nick Fury is a definite. Maria Hill. I think that I think Infinity War would be a great time if you're gonna reintroduce Ghost Rider. Now they were campy as hell, but I loved the two movies being what they were, just super campy, the Ghost Rider movies. Mm -hmm. But if you're gonna reintroduce reintroduce them into the MCU, a side character bit would be a great way to test him out here, I think. But has he has he ever had an impact on the cosmic scale? I don't know, but I imagine he could be well, Spider Man has not had a uh, a Ghost Rider. Oh, but Spider-Man yeah. hasn't had an impact on the Oh, yes, he is. Sure, Spider-Man, of course he has. And Ghost has Rider's a, done, you know, the... spider-babies that he wastes. So. The otherworldly stuff, like... Um, Spider-Man has a cosmic uh, costume variant, so... You That's know right, I mean? yeah. Uh, universe. Not in my universe game, he doesn't. Or Marvel <laughs> Universe, or what's it called? It's um, 
it's the blue and white thing that Steve Ditko came up with. Mm-hmm. Dang it, can't remember the the Captain. It wasn't Captain Universe, was it? Oh, you know the one I'm talking about. Like, yes, yes, it yes, was yes. Captain Universe. I think yeah, it the was Captain, Captain Universe, Universe Spider-Man. Yeah. So That's yeah, right. who knows? I mean, they could pull out Hyperion. They could pull out. There's a lot of there's a lot of characters they could. Uh, Ooh, Squadron Supreme. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they're they're really putting a lot in them in the comic books right now. We just talked about this recently. So mm-hmm. in the last episode. So I mean, it, it we could see that happen. Uh, I mean, and there's some like some obs- relatively obscure cosmic level characters like they could bring Terex and Black Swan in and mm-hmm. and oh man, they could touch on like Space Knights and all this other stuff. I mean, they could do. Because it's the war, you know what I mean? So they're going to have to potentially introduce a lot of these characters. Sure. Even if they're only as, like, set-piece characters, not necessarily. Beta Ray Bill. (laughs) Sure. Oh, that'd be awesome. (sighs) That would be cool as shit, but I I somehow doubt. Yeah. Well, that requires, I mean, that's going to require to introduce him properly. Because, again, it's only two movies. It's only roughly four hours of movie. No, you're talking six hours. Uh, all right oh, we're no, two and no, a half no. hours I, yeah yeah two and a half is going to be their limit right I so mean, five hours of movie the whole being able to introduce beta rehabil just enough so that people don't say what's this like a, a horse a horse can now <laughs> have the power thor. of thor <laughs> is that yeah. thorse what is that what's going on now in the timing ragnarok happens i think before infinity war thor mm-hmm. ragnarok uh, right oh heimdall is another guy we could expect but what so i'm saying is if i understand right thor ragnarok of course deals with the mythology of his destiny is to save the world from ending at the sacrifice of his own life you know he <laughs> fights the the it's not a dragon exactly but i can't remember the mythos on it but he sacrifices himself to save everybody that's the story of ragnarok now how they'll how they'll put pull that together and do it cause i read some of it in the comics and i was kind of unclear on how they they did it uncle george was unclear as well we talked about it a little bit but i wonder if they could introduce bill there b- to be the picking up could the mantle be. yeah or Certainly do, do you think they'll bring in female thor uh what's her name the uh natalie portman character who's oh who, right she's um, the female thor right she's the one who picked up the hammer in the newest the secret war secret jane foster jane foster, jane foster yes yeah. thanks do you think they might introduce her to the movie going public possibly I mean, I know we know Jane Foster, but, you know, as Thor. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who knows? And, you know, we are going to get Marvel's uh, July 2017 Spider-Man movie before then. So there's a bunch of ancillary characters they could introduce as part of that. When do they start? When do you think they start production on this filming? 2017? Well, yeah, it doesn't come out until 2018. It's May 2018 is part one. So... Have you guys heard the rumblings that with the dismal box office in response to the newest Fantastic Four, that Fox is actually looking at dumping Fantastic Four back to Marvel? <laughs> really? I've, I've that, heard rumblings. Is that true or is that I don't like, know. It's all rumor. Where, it's rumor. where, it's where rumor. have you heard these rumblings? You know, I get really drunk sometimes. And I think <laughs> of things. Uh, no, no, there was some articles. And it was under following a rumor. But basically that there was a talk. Oh, I know what it came out of. It came out of the talk that I think we had last week where the Fox TV levels, FX, was pairing up with uh, some Marvel producers to do a TV show on FX about um, uh, Xavier's son. But And then I read some other stuff. Like, off of that article, I thought I read that quite possibly they were just going to drop the Fantastic Four because it just wasn't worth the headache. Last... News article I found says that they still have plans to release Fantastic Four 2 in June of 2017. See, that's been reported very differently because it's been reported that it's still on. It's been reported that it's been dumped. Sure. It's, but yeah. you know what I mean? Of now, course, yeah. So, so let's take a moment and enter magical theory land. Yes, please. <laughs> I love it if, here. If okay. you're Fox and you have Fantastic Four and they're just, no matter what you do, you can't get a hit out of it, right? Mm-hmm. At this right. point, you've done three films. They've all been lukewarm at best. This one, abysmal. Nobody cared. Nobody saw it. Nobody was, I mean, there weren't even, there wasn't even anybody like trying to defend it. It was just like the people who did see it didn't tell anybody because they didn't want to be like kicked out of their communities. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would think that it, it either costs money to maintain the, the license or there is a there could be an offer on the table to get paid to give it back. If I was Fox, I would explore those options either way mm-hmm. as you either as a cost saving measure or as a way to to you know make some profit back because you especially to make something back on this abysmal film that they just put out right. that didn't make any money. Right. Um, I think they have to admit that they don't know what they're doing with that property. Now, arguably, they're doing okay with X-Men because it's, oh, it's yeah. Improved, yeah. you know, it's improved recently and they had a history of doing for their time, decent films. Great. Now they're not going to want to give up the X-Men. We no, know. No, that those, that franchise is still doing well for Fox. Exactly. And they're doing well with it. honestly. And right. And with, and, and with the ancillary stuff, the, the, um, well, presumably Deadpool, but the, the Wolverine sequel far better than, than oh, man. Deadpool, uh, Origins. Deadpool's going to be their biggest box office ever just because of me. I mean, I'm going right. to go like every freaking day. To and we're day. one month away from it. It's uh, February 12th is, is uh, just a month away. Yeah. See, normally my my marriage anniversary is in the first part of January. We usually find a movie to go to. And unfortunately, Robert Downey Jr. has let us down in the last year. There's not a Sherlock Holmes 3, which is typically every other year we go to a Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, just because it's what's out at Christmas. And that's, yeah. that's like, yeah. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. We're saving those tickets. We get the Coke points and the free tickets and whatever. I said, right. we're going to Deadpool opening night. That's our date night. And that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I totally put off our anniversary for Deadpool. Wow. Put it pushing... <laughs> You know, do you have to wait until six weeks later to see a movie for your anniversary? Could you maybe do something for your anniversary? Oh, we went out. I took out to eat. Yeah, we okay, did, we did. I think All we right, celebrated yeah. the anniversary, but the movie was like, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, come on, Brian. He fed her. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a Freddy's Frozen Custer stand on the way home. I, we, we took care of that. <laughs> it's like, look, if you're going to maybe pick between Marvel and you, we're going to have an issue. <laughs> Oh, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's that's true. I have to give up all my Marvel, which would be a sad day. Right. Uh, my tease. Uh, uh, but yes, I think Deadpool's going to do well. I think X Men Apocalypse is going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've loved X Men First Class and uh, Days of Future Past. I thought it was really well done. But to the Fantastic Four question, according to IMDb, pulled from Fox's 2017 release schedule. That was November 24th of 2015. Was that Smart. <laughs> So. It's, it's a smart move by Fox to not uh, beat that dead horse. Um, that doesn't well, mean, of course, that doesn't mean they'll sell it back or, or drop the rights. I mean, we still got, what, five right. years before it automatically reverts? They, they, they really should, though. I mean. I agree. Yes. I mean, it's three failed films. I mean, the first one maybe you you could chalk up as not being failed because that was around the same time that the Spider-Man movies were coming out and right. it, it did reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Um, the second film was a bomb, though. Like, people just hated that film. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing it and it was okay, but it wasn't great. Um, yeah, so give it back because you, you don't want it. You really don't. It's one of those things where it's, it's probably just costing you money because uh, the other thing is internally, you know they're spending money on people trying to develop it. You know, mm-hmm. try, they're paying people to write stories for it to try to develop into films or whatever. You know, all these different things. It, it, it's a nightmare. You don't want to do it. Give it back. Right. But if they give it back to Marvel, Marvel can do it right. And they can cast the right people and they can they can do it the right way. And I think the right way to do it is to do an older uh, Fantastic Four team, not do the origin thing. Yeah. And right. probably... Uh, you know, because you have to go like, well, where have they been kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you could easily explain it away. They could even do one of the interdimensional things where they show up from one of the other time. you know, one totally. of the Totally. Yeah. Like, you know, or just take, you know, mission in progress kind of thing. They mm-hmm. don't, uh, superhero movies are the point right now where we don't have to begin each thing with an origin story. Thank um, God for that. I know. And I'm really hoping that now that Marvel does have Spider-Man you know, is, has the has a solo Spider-Man movie coming out under their um, under their banner in 2017? Well, actually, Sony's banner, but their production their team is produ- watchful right, right, I'm sorry, is, yes. it ties in directly. I just want to, you know, we're gonna get the emails. No, oh, I know exactly. Let's be clear yeah. about that. It is still Sony's baby, but um, it is it isn't gonna feature uh, Andrew Garfield. It's yet another relaunch, apparently. And hopefully it's not going to begin with another origin story. And I well, think it's, that's it's teenage. It's teenaged. 
Peter Parker. Yes. It, it's it, like, I mean, young teen. Oh, like, right, right, right. Yes. As opposed like to 14, right, the older college ones that yeah. we've been. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and, and and I think that's what they need to do with the Fantastic Four movie. Come in with the mission in progress. Like, you know, you didn't need um, Mark Watney's uh, origin story when you saw The Martian. You know, you right. got right. mission in progress. They left him there. You didn't have to watch him go through school and watch him become an astronaut and watch him, you know, even you didn't even have to watch them launch that mission. You came in and they're in progress on a Mars mission and stuff goes down. They could do the same thing with Fantastic Four, where it's mission in progress. You garner a little bit about their backstory if you need to from flashbacks or from discussions or whatever. Um, but people, honestly, people know Spider-Man's history. They know Fantastic Four roughly. Four people, they got powers okay. from somehow superhero cosmic rays, negative zone, however, whichever right. origin they look at. I don't think we need to go there every single time. Um, that brings me full circle back to why I brought it up was in Infinity yeah. War. If Marvel got the rights back, they could they could easily pop in the part two of Infinity War because they, they are the just galactic throw them team. In. You know yeah, what I mean? They right. Could, yeah. They could just appear and be like, oh, hey, we're these people. And we're smart. We can accept that. I mean, Jessica Jones is doing exactly what you talked about. There was no origin story. About three quarters of the way through, you get some of mm -hmm. it. But they really expected you mission in progress. This is what's going on. Catch up. Keep up. Yes. I mean, you yes. don't even get where she meets Purple Man for three or four episodes. I right. Think. Yeah. No, not till so. pretty close to the end, actually. Or, or three quarters of the way through, halfway through. Yeah, where they explain the story yeah. and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you get, so I agree with you. I think we have a much smarter audience now. We have a much more educated audience. And you know, that's one of the things we strive to do here with Breaking the Panel is to educate you so that we can be free to have smart movies Versus, God, man, if they do one more freaking origin story on Spider-Man, I'm going to scream. So I just feel right. the same way about Fantastic Four. I mean, yeah. So yeah. come on. We get it already. We don't need it. We know how they got there. I, I still think Sony's decision to go with a younger Peter Parker was a mistake. I think they should have gone for, an, for the older, more mature Peter Parker at this point. I agree. Especially um, with Civil War coming for up. For Civil War, you mean? Yeah. yeah. For um, any of it. You know, I think Andrew so. Garfield could have been aged up enough. I mean, he had the gravitas to carry it. I, I hate think, that they fired him. Yeah, and I, we still don't know how he's going to be utilized in Civil War. We, you know, sure. there was speculation at the beginning that it was going to follow his role in the comic book Civil War, which was he's kind of the, the pawn who goes from one side to the other side and then sees the ramifications. <clears throat> but I think that role is going to be more like Winter Soldier, maybe Black Panther, um, is going to be is going to be our new kind of introduction to that that path from one side to the other, and I'm worried that Spider Man is is not going to be um, there's not going to be enough emphasis on Spider Man. He's going to be, uh, hey, guess who I am? I'm I'm Spider Man. I'm going to join you guys for a little while and fight. Okay, shoot webs at that guy. You know, it, yeah. if we're not going to get a centralized Spider Man character, I'm worried that they're going to underutilize him. Mm -hmm. Well. We'll find out. We'll find out. There's, you know, it's way too early to be, to be critical, speculative on how they so, do. I don't know anything about that. Speaking of Black Panther. Yes. We've got some news about that. Lay it it's on exciting. Us. All right. Well, <laughs> it's been officially confirmed. Creed director Ryan Coogler is directing Black Panther. Uh, there's a lot of people who are pretty excited about this. And there's some people who probably aren't, but screw them. <laughs> uh, now, I haven't seen Creed, but everything either. I've heard. Yeah, I've is heard it's amazing. A, it's mm -hmm. an amazing film. Uh, uh, let me, sorry, Golden Globes just happened. Uh, yes. Sylvester Stallone, one, I, I didn't, it was on, it was on uh, the audio was off. I was at a bar hosting karaoke. He said audio was off. I could read the screen during things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't catch what he won, best director, best writer. I'm not sure what he, he won, was, but he uh, won an award for Creed. I want to say supporting. And um, I just I just caught his speech and how he was talking. He wasn't going to do another Rocky film. He's talking into doing it, and it's just had such great response. Great box office, great critical acclaim. It won a number of awards this weekend or when the Golden Globes happened. So uh, I'm excited to hear that this director 
is is uh, on board. Yeah, um, and hopefully, hopefully yeah. his new uh, <laughs> his new acting team will thank him if they win an award in his movie because that was the whole that was the news. It wasn't so much that Sylvester Stallone got best supporting actor; it was the fact that he got up there and thanked everybody except. Right. Uh, director, <laughs> you know, Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan, he didn't yeah. think, but he did think his imaginary pal, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. He made sure to thank Rocky. Yeah. Adrian. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, I mean, uh, come on. It's Stallone. He's done, was this technically number eight in the Rocky film? Seven? Somewhere in there? Um, They stopped numbering him after five, yeah. so this is seven, seven right? Okay. They so did Rocky Balboa. And then Creed. Okay, yeah. So I mean, and they're all good, um, but I'm glad that Ryan Coogler. The only other idea that I had for a director was I don't know if you guys have seen the series in Britain on the BBC called Luther with Idris Elba, mm-hmm. but whoever directs that, I thought mm-hmm. does a really great job of character development and dark overtones. And I think Black Panther needs to be dark overtones. I've never mm-hmm. seen him at any point light and happy. For any reason, even right. when he's talking yeah. positively, it's very overbearing and the weight of the world. And I think it needs to be I think the movie needs to reflect that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of hoping that with his film, they do something kind of like the uh, the series Tyrant. Um, if you're not familiar with that, it's a uh, story about a Middle Eastern family. Basically, uh, the one son moves to America uh, to go to college and then stays and like has a family and everything over here. And he doesn't really go back home or anything like that. Cause he, his father is a dictator, um, mm-hmm. in, in a, you know, fictional middle Eastern country. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately his father, or there's a wedding. He goes back for it. He brings his whole family. His father gets sick and then his father dies. And so he has to kind of like help Spoilers. his brother pick up. The <laughs> this is all like episode one and two. <laughs> now, the, the reason I mention this show is because it does a really good job of highlighting the issues for people in those situations between like, you know, your humanitarian bent and your like, I have, I'm the leader of this nation and I have to provide stability. And, you know, that's a big theme yeah, for Black Panther is that is. he's the king, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of weight on his shoulders and he's the king of an African nation that has an incredibly important resource and also a lot of unrest and a lot, you know, he has a lot of detractors and people who are working against him. So I hope they catch the same tone as that series did. If yeah. anybody watched it, you know, shout out to you. Cause I don't think a lot of people watch it, but um, it, it's a really interesting series if you ever get a chance. But um, yeah, so I'm hoping I see, we see something like that where we see like somebody who's really torn between like doing, you know, the right humanitarian things and also, well, I've I've got to you know lead. I've got to lead this country. I've got to make decisions that are you know because that's always Black Panther in the comic yeah. books for me. Is he's always yeah. making those those really tough decisions. He's always dealing with the moral dilemma. Uh, oh, in man. this needs in, to be a political thriller, don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because for okay, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Black Panther, the general idea is it's a very closed country, a, a fictional country in Africa where the Wakanda. pretty much yeah, it's called Wakanda. And it's it's pretty much the only source of vibranium. If not, if, if it's not the only, it's the major source of vibranium. Yes, and there's super yeah. high technology, advanced tech. But the thing is, they don't allow in foreigners. They don't deal with the outside world because Hydra's mess with them, Ames mess with them, uh, even our own government. The you know the governments of the world have tried to take instead of work with. So it's a very close thing. And his battle always is what what Klaus is saying is. He becomes an Avenger for a while. In fact, for me, in the way I was introduced to the Avengers, he was one of the original Avengers in the way I I got Mm -hmm. that origin story. Uh, So he's torn between saving the world and, like Klaus said, the humanitarian thing, the right thing to do, and always the politics of home and choosing what's right for their country and and going against thousands of years of, of history and protocol. And he's always got the white ape, which is... Uh, one of his uh, uh, competitors, right? There's this huge mm-hmm. guy who dresses up like a, a white furred ape. Man and he's ape super is strong. that his name? I can't remember. Um, man ape. Man ape. Yeah, man ape. It's the white fur, which is <clears throat> in the graybacks. If you find a rare white gorilla, I mean, that's the oldest and most powerful and the leader. And the way you become the leader is you fight for it, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so he always has that. He has these undertones of backbiting and politics. And I think something. 
something uh, mixed between what you're talking about with Tyrant and and I haven't seen it, so maybe this even plays into what you're talking about with Tyrant and even House of Cards with this that political backbiting and he's always having to find that perilous balance. I think that would be very very interesting. Yeah, in the in in the case of Tyrant, it's more about dealing with like the the main character's struggle is that he doesn't want to become a tyrant. He doesn't want to become a dictator. Um, or influence his brother who assumes power to do, you know, really bad stuff. He wants to influence him to do good things. And I think that's the exact position that, you know, T'Challa's in all the time. And so I, I really am excited to see what they do with this because there's a lot of potential there. Um, it's, he's a, he's a interesting and complex character to say the least, uh, particularly, I don't want to do any spoilers for comics in case anybody's behind, but his position during civil, War, I think he's largely absent from civil war, isn't he? Yes. Uh, he's, yeah, I don't remember him being, part he's, of he's in it, uh, because there's a huge, um, world summit and he's coming to America because America, he, he feels that, right. uh, he's basically condemning America and how they're handling the mutants and, and, mm-hmm. and superheroes. And so as a NATO kind of mission, he does show up. Um, something will never happen in the movies is he's married to Storm. And it won't happen in the movies right. because Storm is an okay. X-Man. She's owned by Fox for the, the mm-hmm. rights. Uh, but so she's still a dual citizen. She's still American mm-hmm. uh, because she became American uh, naturalized uh, from wherever she came from. And she held that and became a coach Wakandan when she married him and took on that as well. So he's there because the X-Men are heavily involved in Civil War and everything that's going on. So I don't right. know that they'll bring him. I mean, he's in this movie. This is where he's going to. Civil War is where he's going to be introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's scenes in Wakanda that are never happened in the comics. So they're mm-hmm. they're changing it enough that Captain America and I know Crossbones are in Wakanda fighting, and that's how we're going to get introduced to it. But how they get there, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Right. Because <clears throat> we did get a touch of that in um, Avengers 2. There's some time they spend in Wakanda, and we meet uh, the character that's going to become Claw, presumably. In the, yes, and he's just a great actor, too. I hope he so. He is. It's I Andy Serkis, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I think Gollum. so. Yep. <laughs> yeah, which I never knew he was such a great actor. I knew he did great motion capture, uh, right. but when I saw him, you know, for reals uh, in, in there, I was like, Wow. Yeah, Keep I think that makes, him. That's awesome. That's what makes him so good at motion capture, I think, is he can't just have a guy there who can do acrobatics and who can walk in a squatting position for 10 minutes. It's You have to be able to do the acting as well, and, and he's great. He's perfect for that. So Yeah. Um, and we even see him in the new, uh, the new Star Wars movie, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the thing I was going to reference with the comic books, though, there is uh, in uh, AVX, Avengers vs. X-Men, he plays a big part in that. And that is one of the, one of the storylines where his loyalties get tested in a really big way, really, really big way. So I, and I mentioned that if you've read the books, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, so I think he's going to add a lot of complexity and I'm really excited. So this is great director just got named for this. Uh, you know, we're going to see the quality of the character in this film in, you know, a couple months here and it's, it's looking really promising, man. You know, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So the the final head. Is that our timer? Are we out? (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. The (laughs) final headline of uh, the main headline of this show. Second Marvel comedy in development at ABC. Little known fact, Murphy Brown was the first Marvel comedy (laughs) that was ever made. You should go check it out. It's it's subtle. It's subtle. It's undertone. It's very subtle. It's there. You'll see the superpowers. (laughs) That painter dude. I mean, nobody can paint the house for five years unless you're a superhero. I'm just saying. Oh, wow. Just look at it. All right. He was painting with unstable molecules. (laughs) That's what he was doing. There you go. ABC is developing a second Marvel comedy series in addition to the previously announced Damage Control. And, And we talked about that with Travis a little bit, didn't we, Paul? Or was it, we talked about Damage Control. It was a no, while back, because I think control. I was even on the show when we okay. talked about that, yeah. Uh, damage Control being the insurance company? The right? the company that comes up comes in and cleans up after uh, yeah, a major gotcha. uh, fight in the city, you know, okay, like okay. basically sweeps um, up the rubble. So that's going to be a comedy, uh, which actually Damage Control, it, it, that could be a, a serious, well, procedural, I guess, but we don't need another procedural, so comedy is fine. ABC Entertainment Group President <laughs> Paul Lee <laughs> revealed the news at uh, revealed the news to IGN at the 2016 Winter Television Critics Association press tour, which hopefully in 2017 will be on that tour. 
He declined to reveal the comedy's title or concept, but did say the long term we'd love to, we'd love it to be on ABC. <laughs> so you really didn't announce crap. I no, he you, basically man. just said, "Yeah, we have another comedy we're working on." But I thought it'd be fun again to kind of speculate. I have a, yeah. I have a guess. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to throw it out here because we did just get this character in Avengers Alliance. We saw him at the tail end of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that. Um, they could make an attempt at a Howard the Duck TV show. Oh, yeah. I don't think they would consider doing a full movie, but I could see them doing a limited series a la Agent Carter thing with Howard the Duck. Yeah, that that would be, and, I could see that. And they got to keep Lucasfilm far, far away from that <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to think of what would be a funny odd couple pairing from Marvel to do a spoof on the odd couple where they have to work together and live together. And all I can come up with is is stuff that X-Men has done in the comics, you know, Colossus and Iceman and you know those but those aren't Marvel properties for TV. So, right. I, it says there seems like a, there's a lot of Marvel content in work in the works ABC, the Mockingbird spin-off of <laughs> Uh, spin-off Marvel's Most Wanted. Is that really what they're going to call it? Yeah, I guess really? so. And it's funny because I hadn't heard of that. Um, Me either. Please uh, tell me you have the John What's-His-Face guest star at least once on this thing who used to host America's Most Wanted. Jeez, <laughs> John Walsh? John Walsh, thank you. Yeah. Come on. He has to at least be in the promos. Go uh, go Deadpool in the promos with it. Yeah, exactly. Coming up tonight on Marvel's Most Wanted. Yeah, I don't know. I know that's too spoofy, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> and there are... John Ridley is working on a secret Marvel project as well. What do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Remind me who Ridley... John Ridley is. Uh, I, I don't know who John I'll Ridley is. Um, oh, he is the screenwriter who did Seven Years a Slave, or 12 Years a Slave. Oh, wow. And that, that American an Crime. Movie. And that's Red another Tales. great movie. Yeah. Seven Years a Slave, is that the prequel? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was the that was that was the origin story. <laughs> yeah, and uh let's see. It's still hush hush. There's um uh stuff about uh Mockingbird and Most Wanted. Yeah, but basically looking for the some of the here's what he says. He's looking to bring some of the socially conscious nature of American crime which presented during ABC's press day to his Marvel project while also saying he's looking forward to making something that is straight entertainment. So, um, something socially conscious, uh, like American crime, um, probably, you know, I mean, Netflix obviously has all of the, uh, the hell's kitchen stuff with daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, um, which, which is very socially conscious, on that side. So I wonder what other sections of um, the Marvel universe they could touch on that would have that, that don't already have um, TV shows and movies. How, Con, maybe? I don't know. how sick would it be if it was like Young Avengers? <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Or even that's officially dead. Young Avengers is officially dead. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of DC property. Never mind. Uh, moving on. Um, You're thinking of Young Justice here. I am. I apologize. I listened to a lot of DC on screen. I can't believe DC killed Young Avengers. Yeah, well, they also killed Young Justice. So uh, over at Cartoon Network, anyway. Young Young Uh, Avengers would be cool. Runaways could be cool. Really good Runaways would be cool. Yeah. Um, Especially if they stick to the first uh, storyline and kill off Mm -hmm. some main characters. That would be... (laughs) Is that a spoiler if you're just guessing at what could happen? Because... You know, if they follow this, go read. Go, I did a panel by panel on it. Go read it. Yeah, exactly. Go go read it and then listen to the panel yeah, by panel uh, on it. But uh, uh, the heart. Oh man, uh, I, I don't think I don't excited. think they'll do this. But Cap, you know, Captain Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. She loses her cosmic power at some point in the comics, and she becomes a raging alcoholic and has to deal with just that darkness and then she starts to i forget how she starts to get her powers back but she just does some really dark things and i wonder if they would if they could touch on the the fall and rise of a superhero i know that's a superman thing but yeah i wouldn't expect that they do something that'll have a a movie yeah i don't i agree with you like i don't movie to a tv yeah what if they did miss marvel 
Come on. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, right. It would be socially conscious because it would be, you know, it have a Muslim main character. Mm-hmm. And it would also tie into, like, teen girl stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, that that seems like a no-brainer because that book is doing well. People yep. really care about it. I, you know? I, I read the first 14, 15 episodes, and they're really good. It's really well written. Just as long as they're not doing, issues. like... <laughs> issues. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Things that were numbered in order. Right. Just as long as they don't do Squirrel Girl. <laughs> well, just, and see, there's always be, a possibility She wouldn't of that be a Ridley too. project, I don't think. There's, I wouldn't think the Ridley Project, but you know, who knows? It could be a Howard the Duck Squirrel Girl uh, combo show. Uh, the other, that would work. The other Marvel comedy. The fear. <laughs> also, dude, your dream. Funny comedy. The Fearsome Four. Oh yeah. Did right. you read the Fearsome Four? Is a mini mini spirit, uh, mini series spinoff of uh, Fear itself. With is Howard the Duck. Oh. And oh no, I remember the original Fearsome Four, and I wanted to say yeah. it was like Man Thing. Yeah, Man Thing. Um. Oh God! Who was the who were the original fearsome four? Um, I don't know, see. but they were fearsome. And there were, were four of them. Yes, it keeps wanting to say the uh, the New York Giants. No, not the fearsome foursome. This uh, is a sports show. Yeah. So uh, I know in the the spinoff is Howard the Duck. Uh, they went after Man Thing, but ultimately teamed up with it because there was something going on. The the fear itself thing was going on. And it made because he feeds on fear. It was driving him crazy because it's like a catnip drug. I mean, it was just going nuts because everybody was afraid. He was just rampaging. Oh, here we go. Um, She-Hulk, Nighthawk, um, Howard the Duck, and someone wearing a Fantastic Four costume that does that isn't one of the one of the main four characters. Who's that guy? Longer hair, um, buff, not Hulkling. Oh, it could be Hulkling. could be Hulkling, but that don't... No, crap. See, I, I read it for fun. We didn't really include it in the Civil War, or in the Fear Itself uh, uh, PXP. So I went back and read it for fun. I can't, oh, Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein? Okay. Basically, right. yeah. I mean, I don't I remember if that. they call yeah. him Frankenstein, but he's... That's Frankenstein's... Mon- I apologize. It's Frankenstein's monster. Right, uh, right, and they don't actually wear the the. See, the whole thing with Howard the Duck, everything's kind of a spoof, right? A parody. Kind of so that's yeah, they're going for the but the right. Fantastic Four number one cover. There. They don't actually put on the 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 costumes there, but oh, yes, okay. that's uh, Frankenstein's monster, Nighthawk, who's a, a delightfully lovable jackass in this series, and She Hulk and Howard the Duck, hmm. um, and yeah, Fear itself, Fearsome Four is where they they did their thing. Uh, was there one before this? Because you seem to remember one before this. Yeah, I remember an older one. Um, and I'm looking for any information on the old Fearsome Four. Um, I'm going on the wiki. I wanted to say like 1970s it was, but I can't find it. See, all I'm finding is the Earth 616 version, which is the Fear Itself thing. Claw, okay. Uh, Fearsome Four Claw. Uh, this is, let me click on this. That's this a, is Earth. Yeah, that's a villain team. That's a, yeah, exactly. It's, um, that's not what you were thinking of, right? No, no, okay. I could have sworn there was a, huh. But this one was definitely, this villain team was, is from the artwork, you're looking at the 70s. Uh, yeah, because Fearsome Foursome was Devos, Hantara, Claw, and Pybuck. Yeah. The power no, scroll. I definitely remember an old one with uh, Howard the Duck, but I'm maybe, maybe I'm, remembering the civil war tie-in and and thinking it was older than it was okay hmm. anyway um so that could be interesting a fearsome four uh, uh comic uh comedy comic project yeah the comedy yeah. project that would be fun um you keep your supernatural elements which are still big on tv you know right. anything supernatural-esque uh you keep your dark comedy which usually does pretty well i think on, on and TV. that would never play as a movie so they're right. they're they're, they can try it out for a lot cheaper than uh, they would with a film. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, I think it's. I think it's definitely, definitely do. Man, okay, mark your calendars. If it, if it's that, we called it right here. <laughs> we called a bunch section. of things. We did. We threw a bunch of uh, arrows at that uh, target. We, one of them. One of them has to work. Yeah, so we're always right. That's right, exactly. Right. And a little side note, I heard you talk about uh, Agent 13, and I couldn't help but laugh to myself, because uh, every time I hear Agent 13, I think, hashtag, where's Ray? 
You know, because I want her to be age of 13. And, and Clyde uh, told me I had to get over that. that you know can, what? Can we just let that go, Hashtag man? Really? Get, over, get over it because they've actually shown age of 13. And she's she's lovely and wonderful at no, her character, she too. She is, but she's not Daisy Ridley. Oh, they'll they'll find, you know, if they want Daisy Ridley in a role, they can. there's plenty of spaces to, to put her in. It's such a, for every female character that they introduce in MCU, they introduce like five male characters. So, oh, I know. so they're not running out of female characters that they can, uh, they can pull from that they could use Daisy, Daisy Ridley for. So, but that ties me into the next thing about, uh, there's a thing going around on Facebook. These are just talking points. We don't have links yeah, yeah. for headlines and those kind of things. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Uh, that's what going on Facebook. And actually somebody was, uh, teasing me a little bit and they called, they called me white privilege and putting me down about this. <laughs> but, uh, it says for decades, uh, Hollywood has said minorities and females don't sell movies. And they have a picture of Ray and Finn. Of course, it's Daisy Ridley. And I don't know Finn's actor's name. John Boyega. Cool. I, I could not pronounce that to save my life, but Isn't, John. And I would even consider Oscar Isaac a, a a minority. I don't know his background, but I wouldn't certainly wouldn't describe him as he is Caucasian. From South America. Yeah. Is, is that the actor of uh, of Poe? Po oh, Poe. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I I don't care enough right now to learn the actors' names, and they they did impress me. So by the second movie, I might learn some of their names. Um, Guatemalan. Okay. Oscar Isaac is. So, and, and that that does bring up the, the the even larger argument we don't want to get into here about what's a minority? Because if you show this in Guatemala, Poe is not the minority, you know? Right. Uh, so, <laughs> right. you yeah, know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, He's not white. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, that's what the definition of minority is in America. Uh but I've seen that picture going around. You know, uh, they said f females and minorities can't sell movies. Largest grossing movie of all time. Like, oh, my God, that's such a clickbait straw man thing. You're taking away from the actual victory of how they carried this movie and that they're great actors. And I know we can't yet ascend above the minority female conversation, which, Jesus Christ, I wish we could. I mean, soon enough, just get into, hey, it's a great story. It's great acting. Who cares what race or sex they are, or even sexuality, but well, blah. But seriously, people, you could have, you could have, you could have cast me as Finn, and that movie would have been the largest <laughs> grossing movie of all time. It's Star Wars, and it was done exactly. well. I don't know, man. Uh, casting you as Finn might have been Jar Jar 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you could have cast that film. Could have been star. It could have starred a ceramic Dalmatian, and it would there still have been a blockbuster. I mean, just for the fact that the 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 effects went back to the original of more real world real life effects with some new style digitization that makes it this digit i want to say this damn word digitization that actually lends itself to blending of it's harder to tell what's what's fake to what's practical effects but you skip over with this with this stupid 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 post you skip over the fact of so many people have actually done a lot of real work, not taking away from the actors, but the actors themselves are not the ones forwarding this picture. I don't imagine, you know, it, it's other people trying to stir up controversy. And we, we tackled this last week, Klotz with, with the actual where's Ray hashtags. Like, why do we have to find controversy and everything? Why can't we just say, look at all this other great stuff going on. And it, it struck me hard when I saw that today, after just seeing Denzel Washington, who I'm a huge fan of, love most of his movies. Uh, some of it just didn't strike me as, as my kind of thing, but loved his acting and all of it. think he's a phenomenal person in the way he delivers a story. He just got basically the Golden Globes version of Lifetime Achievement Award. Have you Googled Denzel Washington lately? He's a minority, and he <laughs> sold billions of dollars of Hold stuff. Hold on, let me look at Google Images really quick. Yeah, I'm not double sure. Double check that. Not George Washington. Denzel Washington. Uh -huh. um, no, I guess George Washington was a whole other topic. <laughs> but I mean, he sold he has sold billions of dollars. I mean, if you put his career next to Star Wars, I'd say they would probably stack up. Closer. No, 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 no. So I can't have my own straw man arguments in this thing, uh, dude. No? The, come on, <laughs> I can't put my own clickbait Those argument. Those financials in there. don't even stack up. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Denzel Denzel made some cash, but like, come on, 
So, you, like, but you know what? Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I digress. Let's let's <laughs> calm the hyperbole down. <laughs> yeah, you cut up in the arguing the clickbait with clickbait. What can I say? That's but, no moon. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, what's your guys' take on on that that whole thing of? Right, you know the two actors for Star Wars and how people are trying to say, "Oh, Hollywood's yeah, wrong; they can't sell it's it." It's a it's a bad argument. It's it's um, it, the argument can be made, but I don't think it could be made with Star Wars because again, you could have cast a a rubber chicken in the lead role, and it still would have been you know uh, the biggest grossing movie of all time. I think, um, but we are starting to see stuff like Creed do really really well at the box office. Um, Black Panther, we talked about earlier. You know, that's a character. That's a, a movie with a, a minority lead. Um, it still hasn't gotten us a Black Widow movie, but uh, you know, we're getting a Captain Marvel movie. Ooh, we're getting Ant Man and Wasp. And Wasp. And notice, notice whose name Wasp, gets. But notice that's... whose name comes up first, though. <laughs> well, he yeah, had the first movie, but that's still huge for comic world, which is a a, a, a white male dominated yes. industry. Yes. And well, the movie traditionally world. was traditionally. It's, it's no longer. It's it, yeah. You're right. It, you're right. It is much better. But uh, the client still, I would have to say. No, 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 no. That's the thing. Oh yeah, no. The the demographic has shifted dramatically. Oh, well, that's cool. That, to know. that that's why there is such a big push for fair representation in the medium. Uh, for example, uh, oh, what is that one series? Oh, there's a really great uh, comic, uh, graphic novel that's out. Saga, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Saga. Yeah, that one is getting. That Brian K. Vaughn, I think. Uh, yes, that one is getting rave reviews for being representative of various minorities and sexual orientations and all that business. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the thing is the, the 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 stereotype of the comic book fan being a pasty, overweight, white basement dweller is not accurate anymore. I mean, these they're movies... still there. Don't get this wrong. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, that 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 demo is there but like everybody is into comics nowadays comics are mainstream to various degrees but if you look at the the cultural revolution we've had where these films are crushing sales records well, at least for a little while until the next star wars comes out and then you see <laughs> yeah. and then you see stuff like the walking dead which is based on a, a graphic novel uh that is not accessible to the general public gets developed into a hit television program that had its own struggles you know i mean that's the thing is like these it's there it's diverse people are into this stuff and you then you see like some of these fringe books maybe not the core marvel and dc like the core books in, that have been around for years because they have been around since the era when they were writing to a certain audience um, but on the fringes, like on the you, when you see the other publishing houses that are under the, these larger banners are making more interesting and more ethnically and, uh, you know, gender diverse content, it's there and it's doing well. So that's the thing is it, this isn't an unjustified push for, you know, representation of a true minority. It's just like we just want to see normal stories. We want to see people of all shapes and colors and sexual orientation show up in our media. And yeah. I, I think that's completely valid. Uh, but to circle back to my stance on what, you know, this topic about Star Wars, it's like Brian said, I mean, a ceramic Dalmatian <laughs> could have could have been on every poster with Star Wars <laughs> above it. And it still would have sold like crazy. I mean, right. that's the thing is Star Wars is a. It's a megalodon of media just consuming everything. It, it Everybody gets swept up in it. I mean, that's kind of what's going on in the, in the weeks following the film coming out is like some people initially were like, yeah, it's amazing. And then a week later, they're like, well, well, OK, I see some of the cracks. And, mm-hmm. oh, I guess maybe I'm not quite as into it. And, you know, there was a little bit of a crowd of yeah. people trying to knock it down, as there always is. But, like, the thing is, like it gets everybody swept up in it. And we're a lot of us who are really pleased with that film. We're overlooking some of its failings or at least some of its weak parts because we got swept up in it, well, which it's is also, fine. It's also called love. And well, when you love I mean, something, you're willing to forgive mm-hmm. some of the things that don't quite make sense or work. Just out. ask my wife. Uh, yeah, mine do. <laughs> my <laughs> wife. My wife. High five. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's just it's absurd 
to think that a minority or a woman can't lead a film that's successful. It's also absurd to think that Star Wars was successful because of that casting. Uh, just as absurd as the criticism when the casting was announced originally and people were like, there's not enough representation. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the two arguably the two main characters of this film, as we've talked about in the past, were, it were a woman and a black man. So it, it was fairly represented. Um, right. And Poe, we just established, is Hispanic. You know, I mean, and you wouldn't necessarily know that, you know, because he doesn't have an accent or anything like that. He's not a stereotype. And I think right. that's one of the most fantastic things about this. Like these people weren't cast as stereotypes. Yes, you know what I mean? They're exactly. just cast as characters. Which and is it fantastic. feels and, and it just feels like, hey, these were the right people for the roles. It's not like yeah. they, you know, that, that Lucasfilm Disney said to say set out saying uh, we definitely want to have a black person as the lead character. We definitely want to have a woman as the southern lead character. Um, and to have people kind of levy that as, you know, it's almost reverse racism to say um, that, the you know, that, that Hollywood can do this now. Well, I mean, not reverse racism. What's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Where it's looking at their roles in this movie as the reason it's successful and that you can have these minority roles kind of like what these, these Facebook, Facebook posts are saying. Well, it's, it's pandering. I mean, it is pandering. Yeah. To, 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 to say that, that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To, to assume either scenario. I mean, right. really ultimately the goal of fair representation, right. Is to achieve a state where we don't have to talk about fair representation anymore. Yes. Where exactly. characters are just present mm -hmm. and that's, you know, and, People identify with those. I mean, that's really the big thing about representation is people want to find characters that they identify with in, you know, popular media. And I completely get that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But let's not, you know, make a mountain out of a molehill of stuff like this where it's like that's not really what's going on here. This isn't a social issues project. You know, this right. is a, right. you know, this is your typical pop corn blockbuster fair. You know, it's, it's high fantasy sci-fi. You know, it's not... It, 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 that's not to say that there isn't fantasy and that there isn't sci-fi that explores stuff like this. There absolutely is, but that's not Star Wars. That's not where Star Wars has always been. Uh, that's more of a Star Trek thing, if anything, you sure. know, to explore, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Star Trek was a huge groundbreaker in representing different peoples. Uh, I mean, geez, um, what's your name there? Uh, no. Oh, what's her name? Michelle Nicole. Like, well, Yeah. Her character in the original. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, you had it right. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, I almost said a different Japanese name. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, so like th it, that was a huge deal. And, you know, her having one of the first interracial on screen kisses mm, yeah. Uh -huh. was a huge deal for its time. And here first, we are. Yeah. Here we are, you know, 50 years later still talking about it or 60 or 40 years later. Um, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So. It's just I keep circling around on this. It's we're we're getting there, but this isn't an example of us getting there. Yeah, this is yeah. an example of a smash blockbuster film that would have been successful regardless. And you you mentioning Star Trek in a, a filthy casual note. I finally saw the trailer to Star Trek. Uh, what are they calling this third one? Oh yeah, um, Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, I saw Star Trek: Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really good. It, looks, it, it does looks, look good, yeah. Very. It, it looks like a new story too. It doesn't look like a remake of anything. exactly. So no like search for Spock. <laughs> yeah, it's no search for Spock. It's, I mean, yeah, I, I liked what JJ's done, but there's been there's been a little bit of uh, grumblings because uh, uh, the director of the new film said that he's I forget how he put it exactly, but he's basically politely ignoring the last film, mm -hmm. and and so. Uh, they're just going to kind of not reference anything that happened with, uh, <laughs> you don't really need darkness. to though, do you? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't even think you need to reference the first one. I mean, these are truly standalone universe films, but, uh, well, I think it will probably reference the first one because that established the alternate timeline and everything in the new reality. So I think it'll probably just be a pickup from there. Whereas they'll just kind of see the second film as like a little loop de loo through storylines of your, <laughs> Which was cool. I mean, I enjoyed the last film. I didn't have oh, a yeah. problem. I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch can show up in almost any movie and yeah. and make a solid performance. Uh, 
I particularly enjoyed the uh, battle scene on uh, the Klingon planet there. That was, oh, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. So uh, we got one more talking point you wanted to hit before we have to get out yes. of here. Yes. Billboards. Yeah. So uh, we, we kind of almost talked about this earlier. Um, so Ryan Reynolds tweeted today a picture of a billboard for Deadpool that basically hands it up as a romantic comedy. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, it still says Deadpool, but it's got him pre like getting all messed up and it's got Marina backer in right next to him, all like hugging up on him and stuff. <laughs> and it, it just like it, it's if it's a real billboard, if it's a real thing that is going to get done somewhere, it's going to be hilarious. But it is. Yeah. It has sparked a lot of people on Reddit and on Facebook talking about how they really need a a really heavily edited trailer that sells it in that way to uh, try to convince their significant others to go see this film because it comes out on uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, so, <laughs> oh, that is so right, awesome. Right before it, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> now, I, I wanted to address this a little bit because I wanted to warn the folks at home of the dangers of misrepresenting a film. Uh, about 10 years ago, uh, a movie called The Ring came out. Right. It's it's kind of now famous. It was spoofed a lot, but it was a really iconic horror film that like kind of four times over. Well, yeah, it was a Japanese film that was remade in America, but it was really, really iconic for being uh, very, very scary based on its premise, which is more psychological than anything. Right. Um, But it did have some good like legit scares and stuff. Uh, The story I want to tell you is that a friend of mine uh, used to work with. Um, at Target back in the day, uh, we worked in the electronics department, so we were always talking about movies and music and stuff like that, especially with customers and each other. And uh, he got to tell me the story about when he went to see The Ring because one of his friends told him it was hilarious. No. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. No. So I love he, it. He walks into this film. He's watching it by himself. He didn't go with anybody. He walks in <laughs> and he's, he's expecting a comedy. And uh, it gets in uh, to the first really big scare there in the closet with uh, the girl early on. And he's just like, what the hell is going on? This isn't funny at all. And uh, he proceeds, he tells a story with a little bit of anger and, and vitriol because uh, he got he got had pretty well. Oh, that's uh, a great prank, by the way. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I warn you, you you might lose friends that way. Or so spouses. be real careful. Well, that and that brings us to the spouse thing is uh, you're going to bring a potential date <laughs> to a real, uh, you know, smash them up, yeah. gory, cursy, sex joke, <laughs> you know, you name it. Right. So uh, be you careful. Think that's a Try good careful. idea. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, the one that I think of always is uh, Event Horizon with... Mm-hmm. Um, the actor from Jurassic, the first Jurassic Park, right? Uh, right. Sam, Dr. Grant, yeah, yeah. Sam, right. and I can't and remember some of the other Lawrence people. Fishburne. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, Lawrence Fishburne, and I remember seeing all the previews, and I was just going to everything at the time and and love sci fi stuff. And it's just this mystery, right? The ship disappeared and it reappeared, and we have to go out and find out what's going on, and things kind of go wrong. Every damn preview and trailer was that, and you go in and no. It's a horror film that makes mm-hmm. no sense whatsoever. The ship goes to hell and somehow <laughs> comes back with demons or some sh- I don't know, man. I was not <laughs> amused. <laughs> I was I walked out of that going, I'm an adult and I'm going to have nightmares for a while because I was not prepared for that. It was not cool, you man. Know, the only thing is, McFall, like I'm looking at the movie poster for that film and the tagline is infinite space, infinite terror. I know, but that's the only one that even said that. I mean, it didn't make any sense. It just, oh. So, yeah, don't don't misrepresent. Although my wife is looking forward to Deadpool because I made her watch the trailer a bunch, and she loves Ryan Reynolds. She likes dark humor. and See, and that's the thing. thing. So. If there's anything that'll get that'll get uh, women to go see that with their boyfriends, it's yeah. Ryan Reynolds. That's yeah. I don't know if that was intentional. Like, I mean, obviously he was in the, uh, the, the Wolverine movie, but... Uh, um, boy, they couldn't have asked for a better draw for women to get them right. to go with their boyfriends to see. But but they don't miss. Uh, they don't even misrepresent that at all. Every every trailer shows his messed up face. Right, right. And by the way, I do want to make clear: 
that I know women read comics too. <laughs> by by my comments about uh, getting, but you know, come on, We're let's face it. It's it's a lot of guys who really want their wives and girlfriends to go see that movie who aren't into comics, right. and that's going to be the draw for them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Get, get disclaimer. Disclaimer uh, ended. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, I think it's fair to say that, the, you know, you can apply the term muggles to almost any kind of fandom. There, there are people out yeah. there who don't necessarily drink the Kool-Aid like we do. So, yeah, sometimes we have to goad them in and trick them even. Totally. <laughs> yep. Tell them it's Chris a comedy. Hemsworth? It's a Ryan Reynolds comedy. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's not is. inaccurate. That's that's actually very accurate. <laughs> that actually is, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, Maybe yeah. not so much ROM. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with that, I think we're we've hit all our high points and everything else, and it's time for us notes. to go. If you <laughs> where's Ray hashtag? Um, that's a low point, I think, of the show was when I brought that up again. <laughs> so, uh, hey, check us out. We're gonna be here every week. Next week, I'm not sure who we're gonna have on. We're gonna have a guest sitting in the the triumvirate seat that if it does uh, give up, the wobbly week. chair. Yep, the wobbly chair, as it were. And we're going to hit more stories, more news. If you'd like to hit us up directly and let us know what you're thinking about the news, the movies, the comics that we haven't hit on. I mean, we're not just Marvel. We we are big fanboys of Marvel. We, we love DC. It's just two months away from Batman v Superman. You know we're going to cover that here. We're going to be covering, um, uh, I just lost the name of the Will Smith DC movie. Oh, uh, Suicide Squad. Thank you, Suicide mm -hmm. Squad, uh, which is actually the Harley Quinn movie to me. You know, I, I'm very <laughs> sure. Her character, if it's done right, her character is like one of the best characters in the DC universe. Yeah, opinion. I can't wait to see how Margot Robbie attaches yeah. that or yeah. attacks so. that, I should say, that attaches that. So, we're all about all comics, all properties. You know, this is just the news right now. So, hit us up. It should be, a, I'm not sure we have it ready yet, but it should be uh, a breaking the panel at giantsizeteamup.com. Uh, BTP, I think, is, is how BTP? we have that set up. I think that is how we have it set okay. up. Yeah. Well, we'll verify that and we'll definitely get it back. But uh, we want to hear more comments and stuff for you guys. So you subscribe through iTunes. Find us on blogtalkradio.com forward slash breaking the panel. Of course, giantsizeteamup.com. We definitely appreciate you listening and sharing and sharing us with your love. Yeah.